Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, the court ends abortion. Democrats are somehow surprised. And Draymond Green. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. tuning in. Thank you for coming out in person, every single one of you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome. Take a seat, everybody. Let's do this. We have got a big show for you tonight. We're going to talk about the only thing that anyone is talking about, Roe v. Wade, which has been overturned. We're talking about how it happened, what it means for you, and what can still be done. And then, on a lighter note, our guest tonight, fresh off of his fourth NBA championship with the Golden State Warriors, Draymond Green is joining us on the show, everyone. That's going to be a ton of fun. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into the big news of the day. Let's get right into it. For the past few decades, conservatives in America have been chipping away at women's reproductive rights. And a few days ago, they put the final nail in the coffin. Tonight, the landmark ruling, the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, taking away the constitutional right to abortion. The historic 5-4 decision overturning nearly 50 years of abortion rights, leaving the matter up to states now to decide. The ruling does not make abortion illegal, but it's no longer a constitutional right, so that leaves the issue up to each state. It's likely to become illegal soon in about half the nation. Some states have already banned it as of tonight. The rest of the banned states are likely to follow in the coming weeks. That's right. The Supreme Court has officially overturned Roe v. Wade. And look, I I know we expected it because the decision was leaked back in May, but that doesn't make it any better, you know? It's kind of like when, as a kid, you were acting up in the grocery store and your mom would tell you, oh, I'm gonna whip your ass when we get home. (laughs) Yeah, you weren't like, oh, sweet, I'm glad she told me first. That has softened the blow. (laughs) Because in some ways, it almost made it worse. We got to dread the day, and now that day is here. And honestly, it's kind of surreal. For 50 years, 50 years, women in America have had a constitutional right to an abortion. And now, just like that, the Supreme Court has decided that it's finished. And by the way, the Constitution didn't change, right? Nicholas Cage didn't find a lost passage (laughs) inside of a pyramid somewhere. 
The only thing that changed is that Donald Trump, of all people, managed to appoint three pro-life justices to the Supreme Court. Judges who, by the way, went on and on in their confirmation hearings about how much they respect the important precedent of Roe versus Wade. And we all knew they were full of shit, too, huh? Because, I mean, that's the same line you use whenever you book an Airbnb. I would never throw a party. Party, party. Am I even saying that right, party? By the way, there's a hot tub in this house, yeah? It seems like the only people on the planet who didn't realize what was happening were Joe Manchin and Susan Collins, who now say that they were tricked. Tricked, I tell you, by these judges. And by the way, why does Susan Collins never get tricked into improving healthcare or solving climate change, huh? Yeah, she's never like, oh, damn it, I accidentally canceled student loan debt. Get it together, Susan. (laughs) And if the overturning wasn't bad enough, Justice QAnon himself, Clarence Thomas, wrote (laughs) that he wants the court to reconsider the right to gay marriage, gay sex, and contraception. Yeah, imagine that. This dude is so extreme, he's talking about banning rights I didn't even realize could be banned. He's gonna be reading the newspaper like, Justice Thomas wants to ban the right to engage in nipple play, what? (laughs) Like at some point, you're not even a judge anymore, you're just a cock block in a fancy robe, that's all you are. (laughs) You're hating on everybody else. And by the way, by the way, The one ruling Clarence Thomas doesn't want to overturn and all the others that he mentioned is the right to interracial marriage. Yeah, which uh, is a coincidence because he happens to be in an interracial marriage. (laughs) Yeah, I guess apparently if something affects Clarence Thomas personally, he's okay with it. Makes me think if we could just somehow get him impregnated by like a gay man, all of our problems would be solved. (laughs) And by the way, that's just a joke. I know there's some right-wing pundit who's gonna be like, is Trevor Noah threatening to sodomize and impregnate a Supreme Court justice? Is that what he's doing? There are people standing outside his house right now with a penis. Is that what he's doing? No, it's a joke. Calm down. (laughs) Now, despite the Supreme Court ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade, that doesn't mean people in America want abortion outlawed. And the reaction, the reaction to Friday's ruling showed just how out of step the Supreme Court actually is. From Los Angeles to Cleveland. And Huntsville, Alabama. Americans took to the streets nationwide over the weekend. The protests largely peaceful. Gatherings once again outside the justices' D.C. area homes Friday and stretching from coast to coast today. Thousands of pro-abortion rights activists jammed New York City traffic for hours. Others blocking a Los Angeles freeway. This decision is an outrage. This decision is absolutely terrifying, but more than anything, it just makes me angry. Yeah, that's right. From New York to New Mexico, millions around the country are furious, and rightfully so. Because women in America just lost control over their own bodies. Which, I don't care who you are, is a horrifying thing to be faced with. I mean, Rudy Giuliani called the cops because someone touched his back without permission. (laughs) Imagine if someone forced him to give birth, huh? (laughs) I mean, someone would have to have sex with him first, but you get the point. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? And after half a century of having that right, it's now being taken away, which is especially crazy when you consider that countries like Mexico and Ireland are moving forward in the opposite direction. You do realize how weird that is, right? Ireland has had violent conflicts between Christians and other Christians, and even they are looking at America like, don't you think you're taking it a wee bit too far with the Jesus stuff? (laughs) It's a little bit too crazy, don't you think? So the Supreme Court is shutting everything down. 
People are rising up in the streets. And the Democrats, well, they responded in a way that only the Democrats can. Democrats are already looking to November. They have fundraising emails going out in response to this decision. They have a new website up. Speaker Nancy Pelosi looked downcast when she began her press conference. I am personally overwhelmed by this decision. From time to time, I quote this poem. I have no other country, even though my land is burning. Michigan Congressman Andy Levin tweeted a photo of himself in a yoga pose, saying, quote, in a moment of intense anger, I turn inward. Let us release toxicity. I feel like that's the perfect yoga pose for Democratic leadership. Very little action and your head is basically up your own ass. Because I don't know if anybody voted for the performative aspect. People just want things done, right? No one cares about kente cloths or singing on the Capitol steps, and especially not poetry, right? I feel like any moment now, Chuck Schumer's gonna throw in a fake pregnant belly and just take a knee in the Capitol, be like, <laughs> we are all pregnant now and we're standing together. <laughs> Why do Democrats do this? Why do they do this? Not once have I seen Mitch McConnell come out and sing a song about how overwhelmed he is. He just gets things done. He never comes out like, oh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. No. Every time he used his power to make a new rule, in fact, that presidents can't appoint judges if it's an election year and they're black. Well, I didn't make him black, that was his dad. In fact, watching the Democrats' response, and knowing, knowing that they had multiple opportunities to get ahead of this, it, it made me think maybe voters should change things up. You know, maybe you should do a new thing in America. Instead of fundraising emails, maybe you should do fund rewarding emails, right? Yeah, make the Democrats show you what they've done and then you donate to their cause. Instead of them being like, donate, we'll do something, and then they don't. What are they doing? <laughs> it's the same reason it's the same reason I don't pay my barber before he does the job. Yeah, he'll get his money after I see what he does with my hairline. I'm not making that mistake again. <laughs> and now please, don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Democrats are doing nothing in response to this ruling. The Biden administration has said that it would fight any attempt to restrict access to abortion pills, regardless of state laws. And they'll protect people who travel out of state to get a legal abortion. Plus, the Senate Judiciary Committee says that they're gonna hold a hearing next month to explore its options. Yeah. Yeah, so they're coming through with both too little and too late. Very nice, very nice. The full range. Oh, and, 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 in, case, and in case you're wondering what Republican lawmakers think of telling women what they should do with their own bodies, well, they're celebrating the win of small government over the people. Cheers from anti-abortion rights advocates, some celebrating the decision they've been working toward for decades. We are the post-Roe Over the weekend, President Trump took a victory lap on his conservative court appointments at a rally with Republican House member Mary Miller, who made these controversial comments. I want to thank you for the historic victory for white life in the Supreme Court yesterday. A Utah state legislator is under fire for her remarks defending Utah's new abortion ban. And my response is, I do trust women enough to control when they allow a man to ejaculate. So inside of them and to control that intake of semen. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, 
Did she say women should control their intake of semen? How, how? By, by, by turning the little tap that's on the top of the penis? Is that turning that? Ah, that's enough, I don't wanna get too pregnant. Ah, ah. That other woman with Trump, that was even worse. She literally thanked Trump for saving white life. And to be fair, to be fair, she later said that she misspoke and meant to say right to life. But okay, here's the thing. Even if she misspoke, she still just kept on talking without fixing it. It's like she heard herself call it a victory for white life and thought, yeah, that sounds like something I would say. Yeah, let's stick with that. What's even worse is that the Trump supporters applauded her. Right? Even if we give her the benefit of the doubt, the reaction from the crowd is pretty telling, right? I mean, it's, it's one thing for a person to accidentally rip a fart in an elevator, <laughs> but it's way worse if everyone else in the elevator goes, oh yeah, yeah, that's the good stuff. Yeah, we like that. We like that a lot. So yeah, pro-lifers are feeling pretty good right now. But if you think that Roe being dead is the end of the story, and you think the right-wingers are just gonna take their Bibles and go home, think again. Because they're saying that this is just the beginning. Some emboldened House Republicans wanna take this one step further by pushing legislation to ban abortion at 15 weeks nationwide. Uh, we know that uh, former Vice President Mike Pence, who wants to run for president, supports a, a nationwide ban on abortion. Another big question is over the abortion pill, as it's called. Some states right. may want to target that medication. In the states that ban abortion, it is illegal to get those pills from a doctor. And some states are trying to go further and also ban receiving the pills by mail from a state where they're legal. Yeah, you see, conservative extremists aren't going to stop fighting just because they got Roe overturned. They just won a huge victory. Why would they quit now? When a team scores a touchdown, they don't just walk off the field congratulating each other, you know? I mean, the New York Jets do, but the rest of the teams, they keep trying to run up the score. And that's what these people have their sights set on. Because first it was no late-term abortions. Oh, okay, fine, seems reasonable. Then it was no abortion after 23 weeks, then 15 weeks, then six, now zero. What's next? Well, they're just gonna make tiny little handcuffs to arrest every sperm that didn't fertilize an egg? Is that all be? Now, maybe next time you'll think twice before ending up in a sock instead of a vagina, huh? <laughs> and I know, I know many people around the country feel infuriated, depressed, and like there's no hope, but there is. There really is. First of all, there are many organizations, grassroots organizations on the ground who have already been helping women who couldn't get an abortion because they lived in some of these most extreme states. So you can donate to them or you can volunteer. And as for the Democrats in power, there is something you can actually do. Yeah, here, I actually wrote, wrote you a poem. <laughs> Roses are red, violets are blue. The people voted, so how about doing your job in passing laws to codify contraception, marriage equality, and all the other rights the Supreme Court has basically threatened to take away, and so are you. Take a quick break, but before we go, let's catch up with our very own Desi Lydic, everybody. <laughs> Desi, Desi, I know, you know, I know normally we'd come to you for, for the weather right now, but if you don't want to talk about that today, I, I, totally, I totally understand. Oh, no, 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 Trevor, it's okay. I'd actually love to do the weather today. 
Are, are you sure? We, we really don't have to. I know I normally ask for it, but this time I'm, I'm fine. No, 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 no. Trust me. There is a lot going on in the weather that we need to talk about, and that is my choice. Okay, well, um, all right, well, what's going on in the weather, Desi? Great. Well, uh, Trevor, let's start off in this part of the country with these red states, where you can expect a real shitstorm. We're looking at widespread power outages, as in your power to make your own decisions. So, ladies, you might want to stock up on those raincoats before Justice Alito bans them, too. And for the men in this region, this storm affects you too. Now, I hope you've been saving up for a rainy day because this one might last you 18 years, longer if you pay for college. It was a fun night though. <laughs> now let's take a look at what's happening along the coast, particularly in New York and California, where there is a powerful surge of desperate people flooding into your states. So blow up those air mattresses and fill up that gas tank because Tammy from Tulsa's moving in. <laughs> now, and this is important, let's take a look at the nation's capital. Here's where you're gonna see a strong downpour of unprecedented shitbaggery. We're seeing three separate natural disasters converging to form what meteorologists like to call a what the NATO. <laughs> Now first, let's talk about Congress, which is experiencing a severe drought of leadership. Very, very dry conditions. Now over at the White House, they've been experiencing some very high winds, just completely blowing it. But the real weather event is happening over at the Supreme Court. Now our storm centers have been tracking this for years, so we knew this acid rain was coming, but that doesn't mean it still doesn't burn the hell out of our twats. So that's the weather. Back to you, Trevor. I think, uh, thank, thank you. Thank you very much, Desi. But clearly that wasn't about the weather. I, uh... No, no, it wasn't. F Sam Alito and anyone else who tells a woman what to do with their own body. Desi Lattic, everyone. All right, don't go away. Because when we come back, Michael Costa will tell us what men can do about the end of Roe v. Wade. You don't want to miss it. Desi Lattic, y'all. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort. Welcome back to The Daily Show. The overturning of Roe v. Wade is a major attack on women's reproductive rights. But it's not a battle that women have to fight alone. We sent Michael Costa to find out what men can do. 
A woman's right to choose is being eroded across this country. And as a man, I've been paying very close half attention to this issue for several weeks. Thousands of people are standing up for a woman's right to choose. After nearly 50 years, the nation's highest court overturns Roe versus Wade, taking away the constitutional right to an abortion. It's insane that we're going all the way back to the way things were in 1970. It's a war on women. That's what it is. To investigate more into women's reproductive rights, I went to the obvious choice, a man. Meet Dr. Gurarin, who trained in family medicine and obstetrics. Let's talk about some of these anti-abortion laws that are popping up. I mean, right now, women that want to have an abortion have to leave the state like it's Ted Cruz during an emergency. It seems that we either punish, criticize, and judge just the women. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that is an issue because men actually were part of, the, of that reproductive uh, process. It takes two to tango. Mm. And, and the men seem to be absent in this, in this whole discussion. You're right. Absolutely. And, and, and we can protest, and we can vote, and we can... Get a vasectomy. And what did you just say? Get a vasectomy. Oh, okay, okay, slow down, slow down. Isn't that a bit zero to 100? Can we maybe tickle the balls before we slice them off? We don't slice testicles off. Listen, Michael. Yes. For decades, women have, have carried the burden of contraception. Yeah. Men, in general, have assumed that reproductive decisions fall on the shoulders of women. Mm. So getting more vasectomies, actually, is going to show that we care, that we want to participate. It's not, that's not all, but that's a very good first step. Cutting off the balls is the good first step. Do you understand what a vasectomy is? Yeah, it's when you remove the, the vasect in me. You actually interrupt a tiny little tube called the vas deferens. The vas deferens, you interrupt mm -hmm. that. I know, but keep, continue, please. Well, the vas deferens is a small structure that comes out of the testicle. Out of the testicle. That's where the vas deferens are, the testicles. Please and continue. And transports the sperm. Sperm. Uh. And put it into the semen yeah. so that it comes out right, the through the penis, right. and then you can get somebody pregnant. Penis. <laughs> do you have to wear one of those cones? That's what my dog has to do. No, you don't. If I get a vasectomy, how high will my voice go after that? It, it will not. I will be talking, hey, Dr. G did my vasectomy. No. M listen, Michael, it is responsible to do something like that because you are being part of the, of the reproductive decisions. And Dr. G wasn't alone in his beliefs of neutering men to make the world a better place. About a half million vasectomies are performed in the United States every year. Doctors say that number may be increasing in Texas following the passage of the state's Heartbeat Act. That's right. So far, there's been a 15% surge of vasectomies motivated by the state law. Have you ever had a vasectomy? Yes, I did my own vasectomy. You did it? I did it. Was it like a moment of extreme horniness and you had to do it right then and there? Listen, the point here is not, I did my vasectomy. The point is... No, that is the point. Are there any other medical procedures you've performed on yourself, crazy doctor? The point no. is, it, I, it is so simple that if the surgeon decides to do it mm -hmm. and is able to do it, then other men should have no problem getting that procedure done. Okay, what about just the pull-out method? The pull-out yes, method doesn't work? It doesn't. Oh my God. Oh my God. Maybe Dr. G was onto something, but I wanted to hear from a regular old Joe who wasn't a doctor, a completely normal American who was willing to get his scrotum touched and let me watch. Why are you getting a vasectomy? 
Um, I'm getting one because my wife has already went through, you know, childbirth and all of those different hormone changes. So I just figured that a vasectomy was something that I could do to help take some of that burden off of her. You know, I have a kid. She's cute, two years old. There are good days, right? Those are nice, those good days. And there are bad days. You know, yesterday, she wouldn't eat. So I made her some oatmeal, and she keeps taking the spoon and throwing the spoon, and I would say, no throw, and then she'd say, no throw, and then I would pick up the spoon and give it back to her, and then she would throw it. And then I'm like, okay, so you're not gonna eat. So then, then I try to put pants on her, but she won't put her pants on. If anything, she ripped off her diaper, and it's filled with all this like gross urine and poo. And then she throws the diaper up, and now the dog is eating the diaper filled with poo. And I'm going, do I love my kid? I think I love my kid. You know, I tell her I love her all the time, but she never says anything back. If anything, she just takes, takes, take, you know? Here I am making all this money, and she just is, is throwing her diapers and throwing the oatmeal. And it, and it... It's f***ing hard being a parent, man. Maybe I should get a vasectomy. You should look into it. You're a cool guy. I think it's cool you're doing this, and if people at home, you know, aren't sure if Travis is a cool dude, his sunglasses are on his head. Yeah. For an indoor interview. Yeah. I mean, if anything, that communicates you're a bad mother Definitely. I look forward to seeing your scrotal sack and the left and right vas deferens. I'm sure Travis had some great memories with his uncut vas deferens, but now it was time to say goodbye. Nuts, the pipes, the pipes, they just no more. Snip, snip, hooray. Enjoy the carefree sex. If change your mind, it's totally reversible. Sleepless nights, you'll still have them, but it won't be from unwanted children. We're done. What? We're done. You're done? Yeah. I haven't even gotten to my other verse. I mean, that's fast. All right. No more Travis seeds to impregnate women. That's a hero. And while getting a vasectomy is not a solution in helping women with their reproductive rights, it is a snip in the right direction. Thank you so much for that, Michael Costa. All right, when we come back, Draymond Green of the Golden State Warriors will be joining me on the show. Don't go away. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. is a four-time NBA champion and a four-time NBA All-Star who plays for the Golden State Warriors. He's here to talk about his latest championship win, his hit podcast, and so much more. Please welcome Draymond Green. 
Mr. Draymond Green, welcome to The Daily Show. Thanks for having me, I appreciate it. Are you kidding? I'm shocked that you have time to do anything after winning your fourth NBA championship. Does it ever get old? You know, this one feels different than any other one. In this, what way? It's like the ultimate <laughs> you. <laughs> it's the best. I, let's, let's talk about it. Let's jump straight into it. This is what I love about you, you know? Th th there was an era in sports where, you know, people would sort of say what they mean on the court. But then when they would come off the court, they'd an interview, what do you think about this? They'd be like, oh, it was a good game. Oh, it was a fun game. Draymond Green says what he feels. Draymond Green says what he means. The fans love you because of this. I love watching the post-game interviews because of you. Thank so you. Let's, let's talk about that, that aspect of the game. You've been honest about it from the beginning. People wrote your team off. People said Golden State was done for. Does this feel like, like, like vindication in the biggest way? It does. I felt like people doubted us more this time than they did prior to 2015 when we had never won anything. And mm -hmm. I think that's ultimately, you know, everybody's like, oh, why, why, why in the parade are y'all saying F everybody and shut up? And that's because the reality is they, they disrespected the work we've already done. Right. You know, they, to disrespect us as if we aren't champions and just write us off like we hadn't done it before, that's why I said F them. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Can I tell you what I also like? I, this is what I like. There's, there's, a, there's an element of, of, of danger that's been infused into the team. Because I think you know this. The Golden State Warriors are an amazing team. But you guys have like a bit of a, like, like a, like a Christian youth group vibe about you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean, especially like Clay and Steph. And like, you're the bad boy of the group. But like Clay and Steph, it's very much like, I'll see you guys on Sunday. It's like a nice thing. And I think there was this attitude in the league where people were like, man, they're the nice guys. You can say anything about them. They won't do anything. I saw you in one of the post post-match interviews where you said, they said, what do you think happened? You said, I thought I was too soft in that game. You changed everything after that. How do you maintain being good players, being good people, but still bringing enough hardness to the game while playing, while still playing clean? Well, I think ultimately uh, you follow your leader. Uh -huh. And so when you call us a, a, a youth church group, that's Steph Curry to the T. Like, <laughs> that's who he is. He may as well go run the ministry. But now, Clay, I think everybody kind of has misunderstood Clay misunderstood. Yeah, in what way? C Clay's a little wild. Like, okay. Clay go off the rail a little bit. Is this pre-injury Clay or post-injury? Has he changed? Uh, his he's injury? a little more tame after the injury. Oh wow. He was okay. wilder before the injury. Okay. But I think you know, um, there's kind of this misconception of no to take this as disrespect. Yeah, yeah, no. As like light-skinned guys. Like, oh, you know. oh, that's that's funny that you <laughs> no, said that just, to me. No, no disrespect. No disrespect. <laughs> like, like, now don't don't get hurt, Trevor. <laughs> You're like, you know, light-skinned guys are really saying, like, I won't quit dreaming you can say that to me on my show, man. No, but there's, like, this misconception oh, okay. of, of, of light-skinned guys being soft. Huh. And I always, but, but like you just said. I am soft, I by said, the way, but, yeah. But. No, but, like you just said, I was the soft one. Like, we saw a game one, Steph Curry was great. Yes, like, yes. I was the soft one. So I think, you know, it's, it may be time to change the misconception. Okay, okay. You, you, got, you got four championships. You know, it feels like each championship has a story. You know, the first time is, who is this team? What are they doing? Steve Kerr, this, this whole mix. I would argue that your team has almost reshaped basketball. You know, the way teams play, the way you move the ball, where people shoot from, how you defend, all of that has changed because of Golden State. Absolutely. Like, when you look at your fourth championship, how do you motivate yourself to do even more now? Because most would go, I've won. What, what else do I have to push myself on? Well, 
LeBron has four, and if if I get five, I'm the greatest ever, right? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> well, honestly, like, like, that's the challenge. Like, can you do it again? Like, yeah. the moment we finish, I'm standing up on a podium, and I'm like, this, this is crazy. Like, it's wild. How do we get back here? I like you know, that. It's, it's, it's feeling, like, my biggest fear when we won the first one was that this feeling is so great, I'll never feel this again in my life. Wow. And so you're just chasing that feeling again. And, and quite frankly, like I said before the season, nobody has proven that they can beat us. Mm. It still happened. Mm. So you're going into another season. The team is looking good. The spirit, in, just in the city, like if you're in Oakland, you know, even around San Francisco, you can feel there's a pride in and around the team. I, I feel a change in you as well in that... You know, th- there were some moments where it felt, it felt like Draymond Green was angry. You know, people weren't giving you the respect that you deserved. Now it seems like you play with the anger, but you have like a, you have like a different swag to you as a person now. You, you, you laugh at, at, at people's doubts. You know, you, you enjoy those moments. On your podcast, for instance, you, 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 you put it all out there. What do you think changed in your life? I think, A, um, having a fiance that I have, uh, she's incredible. She's changed me. And I love that. Thank you. And, and, and also, my children, um, they've changed me. And, 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 like, my mom constantly reminds me, hey, the baby's watching you. Like, make sure oh, you're I on like your that. best behavior. The babies are watching you. And so I think that's changed me, and, and it's helped me channel it a lot. Now, another thing that's helped me is when you have that fire and that chip as a second-round pick, mm-hmm. everybody loves it. It's great. But when you carry that same chip as a four-time All-Star, as a four-time champion – is then distasteful because you're not the underdog anymore. That's interesting. And so what I realized was that I was carrying that same chip that allowed me to remember the 34 guys that was drafted before me in the year five and six. And people are starting to look at it like, man, that's, that's nasty, that's distasteful. And I knew that I wanted to change that. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want the perception of me to be a, a bad taste in someone's mind. I hear what you're saying. You weren't trying to be the villain. You were just trying to be somebody who's driven and it changes w- with your position of power. I, I, I hear you. Before I let you go, there's one thing I've, I've always wanted to know about that element of the game with the players and the teams and, and, and the fans and all of that is you have this camaraderie. You guys have this drive. You, 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 you have this, this world that we don't know about as the fans. And when the fans are cussing you guys out from the sides, on the one hand, fans are there to throw you off your game. Mm-hmm. They want to say whatever to, to get at you, and that's part of being there live. On the other hand, you're human beings. You have families. You, know, you, you, you have emotions. How, how do you think we find that balance between what fans can say at a game and, and what you should or shouldn't respond to as an athlete? Well, I used to feel like fans should be stopped from saying some of the things that they say. Uh-huh. <clears throat> then Commissioner Silver comes out and says, hey, man, those Boston fans are great. As they're saying you Draymond so I'm like all right commissioner's the best commissioner and like I said on my tweet he's probably the one of the best CEOs Mm -hmm. in America let alone commissioner of a sports league but he's like oh that's great so my response to that is great cool can I turn and yell them (laughs) because because if I if I can then no problem let them yell what they want to yell I yell what I want to yell and I continue down the court and so I think the thing for me is like some, at, at some point, you're kind of allowing them to do this and, yes. and encouraging it in a way because they know if I yell that to Draymond and he says that back to me, he's getting fined $25,000. He's getting fined $50,000. So what I'll say to commissioners, no problem. That was fun. Let them do their thing. 
but let me do my thing and don't hit my pocketbook. <laughs> Yo, man, I could talk to you forever, but that's what the podcast is for. Be sure to check out his podcast, The Draymond Green Show, and the sessions. Draymond Green is now available on Prime Video. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Thank you so much. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort. Well, that's our show for tonight. But before we go, if you or someone you know needs help accessing abortion care, go to abortionfinder.org or call the National Abortion Hotline at 1-800-772-9100. You still have options. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember... If you have the House, the Senate, and the presidency, well, there's probably nothing you can do. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview like a big star for 25 minutes. We can only put like 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort.